What is up, everybody? It is your two favorite boys on your favorite podcast. We are the Thought Police, and we're back at it again with episode possibly 30. I don't nah, remember. dude, it's like 27, dog. Don't we do that. have literally don't already passed us, 27. I've literally, we've already passed 27, probably three episodes ago, even. You know what? I feel like every week we say 27. Yeah, so please stop saying 27. Anyway, we're I'm actually back at it. We're finally back at it uh, again. Ethan has finally recovered from his case of rabies. Um, <laughs> that he's had this entire yeah. time, so that's why we haven't been recording because this man, the rabies affected his brain and just made it so that he can't pick well, up a microphone and plug it up. So it's really tough on him. <laughs> and, that's why the last episode I was being so wild. I actually had rabies. It wasn't, you know. That's true. So he's been frothing at the mouth. I've had to come and first off, I had to get the raccoons off of him that were, you know, inflicting this disease on him. I had to drive him to the hospital. I had to basically give this man mouth to mouth for some reason for a few minutes, and then he was okay. Just to practice. Just to, just just getting practiced <laughs> in the waiting room at the ER, and then finally <laughs> they took him in. They gave him about forty rounds of shots, and then uh, he's just been recovering and ever hey, since. Yeah, I was going to say he gets he gets the shots about every couple of weeks. But we're back at it today with our two other favorite boys from the Unheard of Podcast, a little Unheard of Podcast. Um, and that was mean. That wasn't mean. That's the name of their podcast. Nah, you said that. You said that. You took a shot, dude. I didn't like that. Okay, I'm gonna introduce them. It's like Arthur that. and Jared. I hope they don't consider that as a shot because it wasn't. A, it was not a shot. Anyway, uh, Arthur and Jared. Know, it, felt, it felt like a little bit like a shot. Oh my god, <laughs> Jared. I'll just say this: our podcast might be unheard of. But our recent statistics show that we're getting more listeners than you guys. Oh wow! Sadly, I mean, look, <laughs> Ethan's been in the hospital for about a month. What are we supposed to it's do? True. Hey, I mean, hey, recent look, statistics will show we had zero listeners because you know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Anyway, we're back at it again with these boys, and we have a hot and pressing, a hot and pressing uh, situation, a question that uh, we've been debating over. And uh, I'm going to let Arthur present it to us because he's the one who brought it to my attention. Okay, so there's this, there's this meme I saw, and it says, uh, pick two. They will defend you, and the rest is coming to kill you. And you have 50 hawks, 10 crocodiles, 3 grizzly bears, 7 bulls, 1 hunter with what looks that's – a, that's a hunting rifle, and – 15 wolves, 10,000, is that, those are hamsters or beavers? We could not tell what those were last I thought night. they were either. rats. We really didn't they know. Do look, they do look like rats or gerbils. They, okay, yeah, they do like, yeah, rats, hamsters, something. We'll, we'll say, we'll say, we'll, we'll say 10,000 rats. 10,000 rodents. <laughs> 10,000 rodents of some species. Uh, five gorillas and four lions. So pick out of out of all those, pick two of them, and the rest are gonna come and potentially kick your ass or kill you, or yeah, actually kill you. Okay, so I think there's one, there's two that I think we can all agree on. None of us would pick, and I'm gonna go okay. ahead and say it. I think it's gonna be bull, and I think it's gonna be ten thousand rats. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think honestly. It- let me put another one in there because I don't think any of us would pick man with gun. I think that's too. Yeah, but it's, yeah, because it's only one man with one gun. 
Yeah, but and it just looks like a rifle, just like a regular rifle, not even like a Gatling gun or like a no, a rocket launcher. <laughs> you know, I I'm honestly believing that the hunter couldn't even defend himself against the rats because I mean, eventually he's going to run out of ammo. They're going to gnaw. Does he have enough to kill ten thousand rodents? They're going to gnaw right through his ankles, bro, and then he's coming down like a tree. He's done. For. Yeah. But all right, so that's that's where our our agreement ends, though. However, as we're split. We're split uh, in two camps, really. Um, so I, everybody, just go ahead and give what you chose, and then we'll we'll, de we'll debate what what our reasoning behind it. Okay, right. so I chose the gorilla and the grizzly bear, and being in that same group, I chose the exact same two. You know, funny enough, last night I picked. I wasn't paying attention. I picked gorilla and lion, but I think I've got to change mine to grizzly bear and lion. And then Uriel had the most outlandish one in my opinion. I don't think it's outlandish <laughs> at all. I am going, look, I am going full with my heart fully in it. I'm picking the three grizzly bears and the 10 crocodiles to protect me, bro. Yep, this is outlandish. I don't think it's outlandish I'll at all. I'll tell you why. Let me, okay, go, you tell I'll me tell why you and why I'll re I rebuttal. Here's why, okay? We've seen cases where men can kill crocs with their bare hands, right? It's but true. I have not seen a case of a man killing a grizzly bear or an ape with their bare hands. Or and an if ape. A ape. If an ape or grizzly bear wants to protect you, like they think of you as their child, They'll literally do anything. Like a grizzly bear, it'll take you up the tree, get you as high as you need to be, then it'll come back down, bite you to pieces. The gorillas, they'll they'll fight anybody just for anything, period. And they won't stop until somebody's dead. So I'm sticking with gorillas and grizzly bears because crocs can be killed with a man's bare hands so how can a croc talk. how can a croc be killed but i have not seen any story about a crocodile because i feel like you're confusing alligators and crocodiles because these are two different beasts okay dude an alligator is a a a docile gentle creature dog almost like a reptilian dog right but a crocodile a salt water crocodile these motherfuckers can be 2200 pounds of pure reptile bro and they, but that's the, go ahead. That's the thing. They can be. What's the average? Look up the average size. That's yeah. the extreme. No, that's, that's not that's the, the average is between eight hundred and eighty and twenty two hundred pounds. That's the and extreme even, side of average. First of all, that's the average. Sure these are crocs. How are we even those sure are, these are crocs? Those are, crocodiles. In the those are crocodiles. Look, those are crocodiles. Let me just say this, okay? I never saw a show on television called The Grizzly Bear Hunter. But there was definitely a show on TV called The Crocodile Hunter. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's true. But, like, in my opinion, the croc the crocodiles just don't – they might have the weight, but they don't have the – they don't have the height, you know? Like They're 20 know, feet long. Something... No, um, no, but can they – are they going to stand on their tail? I mean, look. No. A crocodile they, bites they have you, right? stubby-ass legs. As soon as a crocodile gets his its mouth around you, bro, as soon as it hits you with that big old tail, the big old tail's knocking you over. The mouth, as soon as it chomps you, putting you in a death roll. You lose your arm. 
trying to get away. You stand up. You lose your leg. Yeah, but okay. So you're but you're talking about you're talking about a crocodile doing that to a human being. What is it? What is that going to do to? What are ten crocs going to do to five five gorillas? uh, I absolutely think crocs kill gorillas. All all these things coming at coming for you at once, and and all you have to defend you is ten crocs. And what what else did you pick? The uh, the bears. The bears, yeah. Obviously, I think we're all in agreement that. Look, bear is a great choice. Look, yeah, I say, the, listen, the bears, the bears are, are the, probably the, the toughest animals on on this on this whole thing. Okay, I have clearly I have just found. I have an article. Found, I found <laughs> articles where men have killed crocodiles with their bare hands. Let me just read this off. On land, the gorilla has the upper hand in terms of speed and agility. But the crocodile has an overwhelming bite, more than four times the pressure a gorilla can produce. A gorilla doesn't need to bite. We're gonna be on land. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna be fighting. You're not gonna find me in the ocean hiding from these creatures. Yeah, absolutely not. Look, okay. Think about it like this. And plus, it doesn't even say that your animals have to have to kill, be able to kill the other animals. It just says they have to be able to defend you. If they can shoo that's them away, true. then that's fine. They don't have to fight to the death. I don't, that I don't think away. a gorilla is beating 10 crocodiles. And there's, I don't think there's anything you can say to me that is going to make me think that five gorillas are going to boss 10 crocodiles. They don't have to beat them. They just have to keep them away from me long enough to get away. Are you telling me that a gorilla would be incapable of grabbing a croc's jaws and snapping it in half? Yes, because a croc has the most powerful bite on Earth. Yo, this man Jared is literally talking about King Kong right now, bro. <laughs> the only way, the only way I think anybody holds down a crocodile's mouth is if the mouth is already closed, dude. But my crocodiles, I have trained them to never close their mouths. That's the thing. If they right. keep their mouth closed, they don't, they can't open them. We still whip but you around, seen, But I feel like we've seen old Steve Irwin use his hands. Exactly. Hey, where's he though? What happened to him? That, that man got that man got dusted. That man got dusted by yeah, yeah. He got dusted by a manta ray, bro. You think he's gonna be doing anything against ten crocodiles? Okay. He probably <laughs> has. No. Yeah, he's probably done against a hundred like that. Yeah. Well, too bad we can't ask him. You know what? We're not disrespecting the crocodile hunter in this conversation no, because the one. Not. He did not die against a crocodile, for one. And two, that man's a national treasure. <laughs> a national treasure to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> we still love him. But I feel like one thing that we're looking, we're overlooking in this, in this whole debate is it's not just going to be your 10 crocodiles and your three grizzly bears against the gorillas. You still have the 50 hawks the seven bulls, the 15 wolves, the 10,000 rodents, and the four lions to think about. So, like, do your crocodiles and your uh, bears have the speed to and and power to defend against all of those? Oh, and the man. I forgot about that. Oh, I'm thinking... I would say... I'm thinking, yes. for defense? Yeah. Well, Defensively, so, no matter okay. what we pick, no matter what any of us pick, from all the choices we've made, defensively... I don't think any of us are being defended by those hawks. No. Because you're not going to tell me time. that a gorilla is going to grab 50 hawks out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ape is strong, bro, but ape is not God. 
ape is strong but ape's not god that's funny um i mean look you know a lion i think my lion could easily eat some hawk dude he's hungry i would i don't I think would actually rather trust i'd rather trust the wolves against the hawks if we're being honest true I'm gonna be honest. I don't, I don't see the effectiveness of lions here really either. I think top three, even if, if if I have to concede a point, I'm saying top three are grizzly, gorilla, crocs. I'm not putting anybody else. That, I'm not putting anybody fair. else there. Crocs are not in my top three at all, dude. Lions, they're huge. Lions are huge, bro. Their paws like as big as our head. Okay, but if also, it was tiger, if it was tiger instead of lion, maybe lion. No, just by itself. That's that's an aesthetic animal, bro. That's an aesthetic hunter. Tiger yeah, would whip. Tiger would whip lion. You're capping. <laughs> Tigers are much bigger like, and much faster than lions, bro. I feel like for defense purposes, my top three would just be bears, gorillas, and the wolves because, uh, you know, I, I guess I've seen too much Lion King. They don't seem that harmful to me. Uh, I can't yeah. go with wolves, man. Just can't do it. I think I'd rather take wolves over lions, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and plus it's fifteen wolves. Yeah, and four yeah. lions. Ah, nah, dude, y'all are crazy. Really and the, those really are like the wolves might be the most stacked group. I was gonna say, and the the uh the lions, those are like male lions. Those aren't even the lions that are gonna be hunting and killing, bro. The female lions are the ones that do that. So what are you gonna you do with, with four aesthetic lions? With four aesthetic lions. And do you know how uh? Do you guys know how wolves go hunting? I mean, literally, they're they doing, like, staggered formations, just like a military group, and they are, like, all the way out there. They they take hunting seriously. Real and life. you got 15 of them. Yeah, I think if I'm ranking this, obviously grizzlies go on top. And then, yeah. for me, it's <laughs> crocodile 2, gorilla 3, wolf 4. But I could see any permutation of those four dominating the top. Yeah. That one hunter, yeah, by himself, uh, he's not doing anything. He's getting killed quicker than I am. I say he's he's not doing anything to to any of these animals. I'm taking yeah, the gun, I think, bro. I think hunter is. I think hunter is probably is probably the last place for me. Well, you, I, well, yeah, last place, even lower than the rats. If you pick the if you pick the hunter, bro, that gun, the only thing you're gonna be using for it is to off yourself before the animals <laughs> kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you turned that boy around, bro. You say, Pah. anyway. <laughs> It's the ultimate, the, the ultimate defense. The ultimate, yeah, I'm gonna say the ultimate defense. <laughs> the coward's way out, bro. You're taking the coward's way out. <laughs> it's like when you, it's like when you get down to Call of Duty, except real life. Hey, let me, let me just get my 12 gauge. Oh, dang! There's a lion. All right, this ain't worth it. Puts the gun to his head. It's over. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You really have no choice. Honestly, the four lions charging. The hunter, but okay. I will say this again: <laughs> the only one that's defending you against the hawks is the hunter. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Especially if he has True. a shotgun or something that has a lot of spread, you gotta be hitting some of those birds. Look, here's the thing: if the hawks swarm, that's nasty. You might be done for. I'm gonna be honest. They're with gonna you. pick the bones off you, bro. I mean, they're gonna pick the meat off your bones. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, what do you think? What do you think fifty hawks can do to to ten crocodiles? That's a good question. This uh, yeah, this question is for Uriel. What do I think fifty hawks can do to ten crocodiles? Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm gonna be honest. I am not sure. Crocodiles have a pretty <laughs> tough exterior. I'm not they sure do. they're. They I'm not sure that. they're gonna be piercing crocs. I think it, at the end of the day, it'll probably just be a stalemate. I don't I mean, know. It depends on how big the hawks are, man. Some of those hawks are huge. That's true, but I don't see I don't see any hawk picking up twenty two hundred pounds of crocodile though. No, I don't think picking them up, just like like stabbing at them. Maybe. It'll take a lot. It'll take a lot. <laughs> anyway. Now that we got that out of the way, that's a pretty I think I think we've reached a consensus, basically. I mean we've basically yeah. said top four and then the most useless ones. Lion, rat, well, bull, the, hawk, human. So basically, three of us had good points, and then somebody else' argument was not as strong as the others. That's true. You know, I've been yeah. You know, I've been moving. It's been a it's been a hot day, hard day, hot day. You know, but my heart was in it. We take our L's like we take I mean, our W's, dude, with grace and uh, dignity. Dignity, yes, death with dignity. Dude, I'm already uh yeah, I'm already riling up my children. I've got two boys and who knows, maybe one day it'll be five boys and I'm gonna have like my own little army. This man's this man Jared said he's <laughs> This man literally said he's gonna have a paramilitary group of large sons just to <laughs> feast on his enemies, bro. Hey. The big the big piss army. <laughs> the big boys, bro. That's gonna be his elite squadron. They're gonna wear some those skull masks, bro, and just show up in people's houses to intimidate them. <laughs> it's the BPA. Our military patch is going to be like a somebody taking a piss. This man's going to start the new chapter of the goddamn three percenters, bro. <laughs> Jared's like, uh, I need you boys to go secure the surroundings. And then he looks outside and like Jaden is like throwing some pine cones or something. And he busts outside. He's like, Jaden, what the piss? <laughs> and y'all don't even know whenever whenever you start to have these kids and they get older man you really got to watch what you say because they they actually do start repeating you despite <laughs> you know common belief i don't think i that, thought i, I thought i'd say i thought common belief, common belief yeah common belief was that kids repeat stuff sure but you know how basically when they're really young you'll be like, okay, look, we can go ahead and discuss this because they're not going to remember this. Well, then you keep saying that until they finally start repeating the exact same stuff. And then you're like, oh, okay. So they've been listening this whole time. Yeah. Kids do be yeah, listening. And they love to pick up on the worst things. I would know because I'm a father. True. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude. I... I said this he's before. A father, People... He's a father of the bulge. Okay. Chill. <laughs> look, yeah. look. I mean, hey. I'm, I'm not, just saying. I'm not even going say to say anything. If we're bringing up the past, we all heard that podcast, okay? <laughs> hey, look. Those were the old days, dude. It's a, it's a new day. He had rabies on the brain, bro. He had bulge on the brain. Oh. <laughs> stop. Oh, man. Hey, you know what? Have you guys been uh, watching any of these movies that are just coming to platforms like uh, Palm Springs or Eurovision? No. I haven't, but I've heard that. I haven't even heard of those movies. Palm Springs is good. Uh, I haven't heard that much about Eurovision. I'm going to keep it a buck. Okay. 
I don't even really watch that many movies, bro. I normally don't either, actually. I have movies that I like to watch, but I, there's not a lot of movies that I'm going out of my way to watch. Wait a second, Uriel. Didn't you just watch a movie about penguins? I'm still watching that movie. That movie's good, actually. Okay, so it's called Penguin's <laughs> Memory, right? It's called Penguin's <laughs> Memories, right? So just to explain, just to give it a bit of background on what this is. So it's an animated movie from Japan. So it's an anime movie, basically. And it's about a penguin. I mean, who who else would make an animation of penguins' memories? I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's so about a penguin. <laughs> it's about a penguin. His name is Mike, right? His name is that's Mike. An odd name for a penguin. Okay, and Mike was he's he's basically returning from Vietnam, um, because his platoon, him and uh, Al and this other penguin. We're, we're a unit in Vietnam, bro, and they uh, they were about to leave, and then both his his comrades Lee got murked, and it's a drama. It's a drama, so it's like him returning from war, returning from Vietnam, and he's traumatized. He has PTSD, and he's trying to figure out how to readjust and come back into the world. Um, okay. so it's really, really wild because like. These penguins were the mascot for a beer company. And I, I actually do not know why they they made a beer company mascot into a Vietnamese war drama. That makes sense. PTSD war drama. <laughs> That's basically like like putting Count Chocula in a period piece about like apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> so like the movie is good. Like, the tone of the movie is really good. It's in Japanese, so you have to find it subbed. But it's on YouTube. The whole movie's on YouTube. It's only an hour and 42 minutes long. Only. Only, only an hour. An hour. <laughs> okay, let's discuss the uh, the difference, though. So this technically isn't animation. It's anime. I mean... Anime is animation, right? Yeah, they're the same it's thing. It's a form yeah. of animation. Anime is just Japanese animation. Yeah. Hey, Here's the... It's dude. an animated movie. So, anime yeah, sure. Japanese does have regular animation too, though. But when we start discussing like a a basically war hero penguin with PTSD, that's all the characteristics of anime right there. Well, 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 well. The the style of the movie is more like a cartoon than an over the top kind of anime. It's a very, very like cartoon. So it's not like it's not like Naruto or Dragon Ball no, Z. No, basically. no, no. There's not like there's barely any action in it. Like, in the beginning, when they're leaving Vietnam, they get shot at, and then, like, a guy falls off, a, one of the penguins falls off the helicopter, Al falls off the helicopter as they're getting airlifted out, and then that's basically the, the, that's all the action, basically, for the rest of the movie. After that, it's just somber dialogue and reflections, and it's pretty good. Anime makes that's me interesting. comfortable. The anime style freaks me out. I mean, it's not, it's, you... It, hard to describe because it's not an anime style you know you would think just watching like uh like imagine watching like a disney movie but like about vietnam penguins yeah it's about like yeah yeah <laughs> basically and how how hard one has it having ptsd coming back from uh war crimes and like it, it even shows like he the very first scene he sees um his own military choppers just like demolishing these civilian Vietnamese penguins. Uh, and then he's like, Ugh, oh, Lord. They were innocent. 
you know, getting his PTSD like that <laughs> and then just getting shot at, getting actually shot <laughs> and just so not I being mean, able to readjust. This is, this is an adult. This is an adult movie, basically. But animated and about penguins. These cartoonish penguins, yeah. Really, really good. Interesting. They, like, one of the, I guess one of the most classic um, PTSD tropes scenes is, is in it. And I'm not even sure if this was a trope because I guess this came out before a lot of other things came out where he's like at a party they throw him a surprise party and everybody you everybody's everybody's asking him like <laughs> oh how does it feel how many people did you kill how many people did you kill and he's like doesn't want to talk about it because obviously it's not something he's proud of he's traumatized by the fact he had to kill and he saw his friends get killed so and it's a penguin so you know Basically, i'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish watching it though it's yeah. really good I was about to say, if we don't stop this, we're going to have like 40 minutes of basically Japanese penguin talk coming back from <laughs> Vietnam. I mean, interesting. It's an interesting topic. I mean, how many, I mean, you don't see movies do that, do you? But do you need to see no. movies do that? Yeah, no. I think I think that sort of movie has a space that needs to be filled. I think especially now where we're just seeing a bunch of blockbusters, there's, you know, it's it's easy to say there's not enough original ideas in movies and in the film industry but when something like this which is pretty original i would say comes up we can't just dismiss it and be like well that's too weird is it definitely if i was going to be defended by any animal it would be a ptsd vietnam penguin it came out in 1985 <laughs> wow ahead of the you know, game i think that's, uh, I'll say, damn, that's pretty old i'll say i think most cultures would look at any film from another country and be like okay that just sounds super weird and extreme i mean yeah true. i mean you always see these weird clips from bollywood movies and stuff like that you know it's just <laughs> a different style of of uh i guess movie producing and if it sells it sells you know they're not gonna make it if it doesn't sell or like you always also see those clips from those movies from africa Nollywood, Nollywood. Yeah, yeah. Nollywood, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, it's it's very obvious that the American, the Hollywood, basically, the Hollywood runs movies across the world. People flock to watch American movies, you know. True. So it, it is nice to watch foreign films that you know wouldn't be produced uh, in the U.S., especially not now that. You know, I like watching superhero movies as much as the next guy, but it's it's obvious that that's like a cash cow right now. Like big franchises like Marvel are are are, are billion billion dollar generators basically, right? Like yeah. even Guardians of the Galaxy, like when nobody believed in them, they turned that into a, a money machine. <laughs> so that's true. And now I guess I I would say I'm not sure how accurate the statement is. Uh, but I would say, in in my eyes, that it would be harder to get something like this financed and produced today than back in, like, 85. You know? But even back then, I would feel I mean, like it would be almost impossible to get this financed uh, in the U.S. by anybody in Hollywood, so. Honestly, if you told me a movie basically about a Japanese animated penguin... Good grief, and, I'm having technical difficulties. 
Well, like, if you told me that movie was coming out today, I would still believe you. I mean, yeah. It's just, uh... The movie industry is interesting. It's got a lot of issues and, uh... A lot of originality issues, but... Yeah, every once in a while, they put out something classic like this. Well... Me, I, I too have been watching an animated movie, but it, mine is a, a dive back into my childhood days, and this because Disney Plus has put up Tarzan on there, and so <laughs> okay, so I so I got to relive some childhood moments, man, and some and some good Phil Cla- Phil Collins classic tunes. <laughs> Uh, I, I was about to say, of all the old Disney animated films, Tarzan probably has the best soundtrack. A fucking earth untouched by man. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely my favorite Disney movie of all time. See, so I good, like man. I love the soundtrack, but I don't love the movie. Like, what, yeah, okay, what kind so, of qualms could you have I, I, I like movie? the movie, but I don't love the movie. I don't like when they but kill Kerchak. <laughs> You okay, gotta get where yeah. they're coming from, right? So basically, like when Ethan says he doesn't like the movie, think about the context, because it's not really mentioned sometimes. Basically, all those other gorillas are females. Kerchak is the father to all those animals, but they make it want to seem like only him and, uh, God, what's his mother's name? The Kala, gorilla. Dude. Kala, yeah. Basically, they try to make it look like they were the only couple, but they traveled in a herd full of women, and Kerchak was the only male. That's true, and it kind of makes me uncomfortable that once Kerchak died, it was kind of Tarzan's responsibility to pipe all those gorillas. So. <laughs> no, there's, there's, other, there's other male gorillas in the group. Two of them, uh, uh, yeah, but they're, two of, they're children. Two of Tarzan's friends, children. Two of Tarzan's friends are, uh, are male. What? Which ones? The ones that uh, like when Tarzan was was uh grabbing the elephant hair, and uh, Tur- he was with Turk and the other two gorillas. Those those were boys, and then he grew up yeah, with the, were, with them. They were children at the time. I'm talking yeah, about they were children the then, but dynamics of the group. Look, dude, Tarzan. I don't know. I feel like you guys are reading too much into that. Turk is a girl though. Turk yeah. is a girl. Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm saying, like. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Kerchak was out here piping all the. He wasn't. He wasn't donating, donating his uh his seed like that. Oh, he definitely uh, was. I think he I might think have he been. Was. I didn't even realize there was a Tarzan live action movie. I that one just kind of kind of skipped that one. I guess. I heard it wasn't very good. Oh, that's true. I want to see it though. I haven't seen it. Okay, <laughs> I've actually seen it. You're talking about the one with uh Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie was in that. Yeah. Because they've got that Skarsgård brother, not the one who played Pennywise. But yeah, the other yeah guy. I knew it was a Skarsgård in there he play, who played yeah. Tarzan. Um, but yes, I've seen it. And it's actually, it's not that bad as far as live action Tarzan goes. Um, I mean, you'd get, a, you'd get a kick out of it, but it's really not a terrible movie. I mean, I don't know. Like, like we said earlier, I just don't watch that many movies, so. Me neither. Really, if I if I feel like I want to watch it, you know, I'm probably gonna watch the new Candyman. That looks good. Yeah, Yo, the new Candyman is gonna be game changing, bro. I'm just calling it now. I love that. I love Candyman, so it's gonna be so good. 
that's gonna be good and then there's something else i don't remember what it was now and i can't remember it but there's something else i wanted to watch coming out later this year i think i sent y'all a link to it on twitter like a few months ago but i can't remember what it is now but i mean there's not really any movies coming out right now because i mean there's a there's a drought you know no no movie theaters and uh i don't think it's gonna be movie theaters open for a hot minute and even if they are i don't think people are gonna be going to them for a hot minute I mean, now they're open now, man. Still, like in town and stuff, but they're showing like you know, Jurassic Park and like um, Star Wars. Yeah. Stuff. I think there's. I think they're showing Dirty Dancing too. Yeah. See. Oh well. Yeah. So I, y'all I'm not going. About, y'all are talking about small town theater in Georgia, though, right? Like where I'm at in old Colorado, I've got like the AMC. They ain't got small town theaters in Colorado, bro. Yeah. Like both of which. <laughs> are not open and i'm pissed because i love the movies i want to go back you're gonna sit in theaters i don't think they're gonna be open for a long time i mean look so y'all know how tenet was recently delayed again yeah and yeah amc amc pushed back their date to mid-august and they basically said this time they said hey we're not uh delaying it again Theaters and studios need to get used to the new normal, and we can't go bankrupt. So, whatever happens, AMC is opening in August from their latest statement, which could change again, obviously. But this one seemed pretty stern. Yeah, it was looking like AMC is going bankrupt. <laughs> I, I hate mean, to be the bear of bad news, but I, I, I thought I there'll still be a, a lot of a lot of people that still go to the like will go back to the movies uh, once they open. It's uh, especially especially amongst the people who already don't care to wear masks and masks and things like that. Like uh, it's just gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of people there. I feel like. Yeah, but all the uh, oh, all luck. the major chains like AMC, Regal, and Cinemark, they all said that if you're not wearing a face mask inside the premises, they'll kick you out. Like you can only take it off when you're watching the movie and like eating popcorn and everybody knows that the coronavirus doesn't spread when you're watching a movie that's true, that's true. it hides like a coward yeah. it is it's a it's, <laughs> it doesn't coronavirus doesn't like the smell of uh of buttered popcorn it hates butter i <laughs> 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 always should to keep a stick on me when i go to work chill <laughs> <laughs> this man says you don't keep that thing on me it's all melted from his body heat butter i mean melted butter all that melted butter in your I pocket know. he's got a container that i like this man just gets really bad acne on just one part of his thigh from where the butter seeped into his pores hey i just know that i like the movies right you know so hey if you're at risk for getting covid don't go but i would like to go back i mean i like going to I the movies Sure, but... If you're at risk, if you're at risk for dying from COVID, right? But it seems like everybody's going to come into contact with it eventually. So I'm like, hey, I just want to go back to the movies. I mean, everybody's I mean, at risk of dying. From that COVID, wasn't right? a definite, but the policy choices have been made have made it a definite at this point. I mean, right, right. So I'm saying, I'm saying the reaction was bad. It could have been better. If you're an but... American, you're probably going to get it. If you're living in another civilized part of the world, the chances are much lower. 
True. I mean, hey, I would not disagree with that statement, but I don't believe that like China only had eighty thousand cases. It doesn't matter if you believe it now because we've blasted through that. No, I'm I'm sure we're I'm sure we're still blasting like even if they're not testing as much as we are, I don't think they just had like eighty thousand. I mean I know we're gonna we're probably gonna be the complete leader of all this thing when it's over. Literally yeah, yeah. China yesterday had like fifty new cases in their mainland. I think everybody reacted better than the US when it when it all first started happening. I think everybody is still reacting real... better than the US. I mean, true. Like I said, you know, before we can get into it if we want to, and I'll, I'll talk about H1N1, but when there were 61 million cases of that in the U.S. back in 09, nobody seemed to care about social distancing or closing down anything, and that's confirmed. CDC numbers, 61 million in a year in the U.S. Damn. You're right. I do remember that. I don't really remember what was going on, though, because we were literally like, what, like 14? I didn't care. Yeah. It was like, whatever. True. But I'm saying, like, we were all going to school then, and nobody was saying anything about it. Like, we were still having pep rallies. Nobody was wearing a mask. I mean, I don't know, dude. This is all too conspiracy for me. I don't like to buy the hype, you know? Buy the hype. I mean, the okay. Conspiracy. conspiracy of what, though? There's literally an H1N1 vaccine the same year, though. Yeah, that's true. true. And yet, we still had 61 million cases in a year. It just so which feels conspiracies? like... Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Did H1N1 leave as many lasting, I guess, uh, after effects as COVID? And what, was I mean, H1N1 more observable to see what it actually did to people than COVID? Because half of the danger with COVID is people, it's not a fully, it's such a random virus. You can be fine. Right. You can be a hundred years old. There's people who are a hundred years old come away with it fine, right? There's people who are our age who come away having to be on oxygen for the rest of their lives. It varies yeah, so no, widely. That's 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 the biggest danger that I see. I mean, obviously, it's super contagious. I don't even remember how contagious H1N1 was. Was H1N1 uh, passable the same way that that uh, COVID yeah. is? The CDC said the primary rate of uh, transmission with H1N1 was like coughing, sneezing, breathing. So. Basically, if a if a mask was to be worn, it definitely should have been worn for like H one N one. That pan also though that pandemic ended in a year. Like I don't see this one ending in a year. Yeah, no. But I I mean, like I said, I just know the numbers from that year. But I wondered when they when like the WHO ended the pandemic, how many cases were still going on like after? What does it take? to end a pandemic is it just a vaccine being created and safely distributed that's you're actually raising an interesting question there i was wondering the same thing when you started saying that yeah i would like to know the, the number after uh after the pandemic was over just to see i'm not going to say there's any conspiracies and i get that there's some people who are being weirdly affected by covid you know because some people talk about not having like taste or anything after a month or two from recovering so it's it's a weird disease. It's obviously going to need like much further study. I know they just they're they're having successful trials in the UK right now with a vaccine that created antibodies. So I hope within like the next year we can go back to normal. But I think because of the federal response, 
and because of different numbers being shown and like other states like where i'm at in colorado where they flubbed up with uh the reporting of deaths because i think the federal response and the mixture of that type of stuff has got people questioning it because like colorado their numbers in deaths went down by like 25 percent because they got investigated basically they had people who were dying of alcohol poisoning and everything but labeling it as covid okay but there's another point that I want to make before we move too far is the H1N1 death total in that entire year and a half, year and a half. Oh, it was basically. extremely low. Yeah, it was like 248,000. We're already worldwide. We're, that's worldwide. That's not US. That's not just US. Yeah, yeah. We're already at 641,000 people dead from COVID. I think the, uh, no, I get that point too, because in the US, I think in that year for H1N1, they reported like 12,000 deaths which is extremely low compared to like the 100 plus thousand we're at now. We're almost at 150K. We're at 148K yeah. in what, four months? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I so just I, want to I, talk I, about it. I like was going to say. The hospitalization rate is, or well, so the hospitalization rate was more than double with H1N1, but more people are dying from this. So I guess those numbers don't make sense to me. I was going to say, I don't think, I, I wouldn't even... I don't see how they can be compared at this point because it's clear that one got under control really fast and this one is ravaging right now. Right. So but I wonder. So, no, you go ahead. I'll, I was I'll, just going to say, I wonder what, what, what led to that one being under control so quick. It felt like, like, even when that hit, though, from what I remember, it felt like people were just better, even though we didn't do the whole social distancing thing and mask, it felt like people were better prepared for it, if that makes any sense at all. But is it probably had is it under control response. if we if we had sixty one million cases in a year? Because I don't even know if COVID will get that in a year here. It'll definitely yeah, get right. more deaths, so yeah, I'll say it's got more deaths. So it's looking like it's a deadlier yeah. disease. True. Yeah. No, I'm not arguing that point. Not at all. So I mean, but that would I'm make just... more sense for them to want more precautions if it's deadlier. Yeah. It's projected to kill but more I'm... with less cases than it would so make guess, sense to me to want social distancing and masks in that case. Yeah, yeah, I'm not arguing the masks or even social distancing. Basically, what I'm trying to say is comparing it to like the last pandemic, like H1N1. What does it take for us to return to normal? Because even after we get a vaccine, people are still going to die from this. But are we get, are we just going to live life like normal after a vaccine is developed? That's a what good question. You, are you guys gonna get the vaccine when it's developed? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've just seen a lot of people saying, you know, dude, the anti-vaxxer mask slipped off Ethan for a second. He put it right back on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh, yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, of course." <laughs> no, I mean, I've just seen, you know, a lot of people couldn't. I won't get the vaccine, and I don't understand why. It's the people. It's weird too because it's the people who don't. Okay. So they don't want a social distance. They don't want to wear a mask. They want everything to be open, but they don't want the vaccine. Like these four beliefs just are not compatible with each other. If unless unless the end goal is as many people get it and you know as yeah, unless that's the end goal to get as many people infected and to get as many people unfortunately uh dead as possible. But like I don't know. That's just that world view well, just doesn't make sense. 
let's just say this to justify that view, right? Not not that view of not getting the vaccine or anything else. But how many of those same people, if schools told them that, hey, in order to get your child back in school, they have to get the vaccine, how many of those same people are going to take them to get that vaccine right away? Uh, Probably yeah, none probably. of them, honestly. Well, you don't think so? Because I'm thinking, see, I said, see none. in my head, I'm thinking these are the, these are the, um, these are the hard right MAGA types. They don't like public schools anyway. They want to see everything. Like, I, I'm going to be 100% real. This may be, this may sound conspiratorial, but I'm just going to say it. Okay, so the way I'm looking at this public schools reopening, right? Uh, there's, okay. there's two ways to look at it, I guess, from the actions they're taking. The way number one is, either way, they basically win. No matter what happens here, um, hard, the hard right wins. Because on one end, we say we reopen schools and then things do kind of get out of control and like um, cases just spike again. Like, but basically everywhere, everywhere the schools are open, cases spike again. Okay, well, they got that. If we don't reopen schools, confidence in our public school system goes down even more. And then we, they, they kind of get an avenue with which to destroy public schooling. That makes sense. They can't, they will, they will defund uh, if, if we give them the opportunity. You know, so we're in a we're in a we're between a rock and a hard place on that right now. I don't have a. I would actually, I would argue that the like the hard MAGA people are, are the ones that need public school the most. Oh, well, they need it the most, but they hate it the yeah, most. You but know, they don't understand that. <laughs> Everybody, and here's the thing that's really insidious about it is like, these are just avenues to to to, to funnel money from. From public schools to private schools and charter schools, which, you know, I don't know your you guys' views on charter schools, but in my eyes, charter schools are not the answer, and they're they're only an alternative because our public schools have been hurt so much by defunding, and just a, a constant attacks on public education by conservatives and the right for the past what, sixty years. So we're slipping. I mean, we're slipping, and it's. Uncomfortable to watch because I, I don't know the answer, obviously, and I just I don't know. I would just to backpedal a little bit. I I would say we all kind of have the same views when it comes to like the botched response of the government when it comes to COVID. But I just know that just me being locked up at home out here in Colorado. Uh, I would love for life to get back to normal. <laughs> I think yeah, no I think lie. we all would. Yeah, yeah. I would. Sure. <laughs> me and no, Arthur I, would be at work. Yeah, I, I know for a fact that Jared is getting beaten by his large sons, dude, and that's why. Jared's like, Jared's like, go to school. Not beat by us. No. Fun, fun fact: I've had to go to work every day, so. <laughs> Oh, he's like it's holy solace I get where I'm not beaten. <laughs> Do you get like it's like are you like pretty secluded in your office? Are you seeing a lot uh, of people in there? No, not really. I even interact with like construction crews. So they make yeah, you wear I mean, a mask. Only in office spaces. Like if that I'm in the sense. construction site, I don't have to. That makes sense. That makes sense. Being outside, you can take a few steps back more. But well, they also say, so if we're going to talk about the response, right, didn't, so didn't scientists and, 
you know, the researchers on this basically say that things like vitamin D and the sun have a hand in kind of killing this thing almost instantly. But yet California, you know, their cases keep spiking every day despite continually being locked down. And I'm just wondering uh, why aren't like outside, you know, why are they doing things like closing down parks and trails when it, when supposedly it's been researched that being outside is good for killing the disease? I'll agree on that point. Dude. I'll agree on that point. I think that <laughs> I, I think the issue comes in when, when massive amounts of people are all in the same space outside. That could be an issue, you know. I think that's yeah. yeah. I thought Jared. I thought you were gonna say, uh, you know, vitamin D in the sun. We're good at killing it, but California's cases keep spiking despite them being called the sunshine state yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean look i'll agree and i think i think that um i think that the cdc and the you know leading scientists did botch it very early by saying when they did they did rightfully say early they said masks won't help and now they're saying masks help well the people who got that information in the beginning are using those tidbits of information that they gave out saying masks don't help to kind of counter that now. And it's like, if you would have just fucking right. said that masks helped at the beginning, they wouldn't have that leg to stand up. Because now, I mean, it's it's kind of shown masks do help, you know? They they right. limit but, your vapors, but they botched it. So that goes it. back to, like, the conspiracy stuff that Ethan was uh, kind of bringing up. So basically... You know what the federal government said coming back from that when they started to backpedal? They admitted that they said nobody needs to wear a mask at first, so hospitals would stay, like, they would have uh, those N95s and everything yeah. in stock. That was a botch. Which makes yeah. It makes sense that they would, I mean, you know, I don't, but it, yeah. So, so it makes sense that they would say it, but why not just say, hey, don't purchase these masks. They won't be available unless you show like your hospital badge or anything and go ahead and start wearing like your own cloth like masks. I wear, yeah, like cloth masks. Surgical or masks. The fabric ones. Like I have a neck gaiter that I wear. Neck gaiter. gaiter. <laughs> hey, it's comfortable, man. It's, it's, it's like the only mask I would, uh, I would wear because I can't breathe for eight hours a day in all the other ones they've given me. And all these masks that I have that I've tried are all just uncomfortable, and I've just decided, you know, I guess just better get used to it for a while. Dude, I'm going to buy you yeah. a neck gator, Ethan. Uh, <laughs> I like the that big masks. Dog. Dude, I'm going to get you a Ghost of Tsushima mask. Yo, hey. Yo, give me one. That would be sick. That would be sick. If I could find a Ghost of Tsushima. As Dude. far as comfort goes for mask and face coverings, gators are where it's at because it's it's basically just like a dry fit shirt on your face. I actually think I do have one of those. Uh, um, I just never wear it. But yeah, I'm gonna say that. I there's when when I am saying that the government has failed, I'm not saying that only only conservatives have failed because I think liberals have failed us, and Democrats have failed us tremendously. Um, in this time oh, yeah. of need, I honestly I only see one man who, and this this may I've lost a lot of favor for this man but i will give him the due where it is due um just the way that he was basically cooked into into endorsing old biden he has to obviously but i yeah. didn't like it but i think bernie's uh constant fighting for people who are out of a job and people who are poor and suffering the most 
and just basically stand to lose the most because you know there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a lot of, of of homeless people coming out of this. I oh yeah hate to be able to say it, but because now like um the like the rent moratoriums are, are ending for people, and you know if you had a job in a restaurant, if you had a job in a hotel, if you had a job. I mean, every every industry has been affected by this. I'm pretty sure, even a little bit. Yeah. Like people have lost jobs in every single industry. So it's like, what are they going to do next? You know, like when you can't pay the rent, and then also your unemployment benefits are two hundred dollars a month, and you also have to pay for your car, your insurance, your food, your bills. There's going to be a lot of really hard choices being made, well, and unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of people on the street. Yeah, I literally saw this thing a few days ago with this guy talking about how um, he's having to move to Canada. He's having to leave the country and move to Canada to be closer to his wife's family because after the pandemic hit and they both lost their jobs. And he was like, you know, we have four kids and we just can't do it. He was like, we live in Portland. I, I can't do it anymore. He said, I've been here basically half my life and now I have to leave because I just can't afford it. And even millionaires, even millionaires are hating this. Joe Rogan is taking his podcast to Texas. <laughs> I mean, look, but billionaires aren't. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. Look how much money you they made what? off our backs in this short amount of time. Just I was about to say, you want to talk about conspiracy? Like, Walmart and Amazon banked so much money off of this pandemic because they got the, you know, obviously Amazon's online, but like Walmart, man. All those small businesses that had to close, and Walmart's just like staying open the entire time. It it's at the end of the day, it's class warfare. It's it's the upper class taking every opportunity that they can to pound us out. Even during a pandemic, it doesn't stop for them. It's it's going to be them taking an opportunity, every opportunity to to take as much from us as they can during these times. If that makes sense, you know, it sounds a yeah. bit. <clears throat> well, my apologies. And if you don't like that, if you don't like that, you ain't black. All right. That's true. Look, <laughs> at this point, look. I was bringing it back to Biden. I, if anybody's heard that quote, we can pull it up in descriptions and or anything. Joe Biden said that quote for quote. Yeah, not, he, did, he, he, did, did. he did. He did. I don't think any of us. I don't think any of us particularly like Biden, honestly. No, I don't think so. I don't think he was anybody's first choice, and that's a damning indictment of our our quote unquote so called democracy that. These these two turds are the ones that we get. It's you democracy for the rich, and the rest of us, we eat the slop they serve us. I've said it before, but I just watched an interview this past week that will make me say it again. I really hope before the election we can get a debate between Joe Biden and Trump because literally in an, in an interview this week with Chris Wallace, Trump said that uh, Joe Biden doesn't even know he's alive, and I would love to see the jabs between the two. I think it was so funny him. Oh, that, that's definitely gonna happen. That oh, that's gonna be it's gonna be something. <laughs> Did y'all see the, in that same interview where he's like, "I took a test. The questions very hard, very hard. Oh, yeah. They ask you your name. <laughs> they ask you what color the sky is. They ask you what number comes after three. It's four. Most people wouldn't know that. <laughs> very beautiful, beautiful what? test. Very beautiful test. And I perfect. What, what can't be debated is that man is like golden television. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, he's memeable. America, the reality show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty funny, though, seeing Joe win. I, I would say we would probably get some quality, quality moments out of that. 
Just some the, quality yeah, the, old man. The memes are going to be limitless. Yeah, old man just doesn't know where he is. He's just going to be talking about, he's just going to be walking around, talking to god dang uh, Simone Sanders, being like, hey, Jack. <laughs> hey, Jack. Hey, he'll be like, he'll be like, uh, Joe will be like, where's my wife? And he'll pull up his sister. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, now that's one hot mama, Jack. <laughs> I, but, oh, my favorite thing about Joe Biden is um, when he's talking and he realizes he said something that he kind of fucked up and he'll just stop talking like he'll be like yeah. like he'll be like oh man oh, I shouldn't have said that then he'll just somberly look down and then the interviewer will quickly skip over <laughs> it and go to the next question dude he had an interview just like that on uh, I think GMA recently yeah I mean, look, it's just uh, a shit show. It's a shit show. That's not the way to put it. Um, the illusion of choice that we have. Yeah. Because when you look down at when you look at it um, from a long term point of view, it's basically saying it, it's the same policy. It's the same policies, basically, but painted in two different colors. Yeah, I mean. I think if like Democratic voters wanted people to stand on their own leg, there were much better candidates basically to challenge the establishment. Like Andrew Yang, I thought he had some excellent platforms, but he didn't stand a chance because he's already not even like a career politician. As soon as as soon as Buttigieg, Klobuchar, um, Warren, and Harris, Harris all coalesced around Joe. Right there, right after Nevada. It was over. That's when it was over. Yeah. When the media basically ran with the story that, once again, they were like, Joe Biden wins South Carolina and the rest of the country. Hooray! Nobody yeah, likes Bernie. And then it was like... Bernie wasn't even that far behind him. And he wasn't. As far as the primary votes go, when he dropped out. Look, I hate to sound like a sore loser, but... um. At the end of the day, media coverage of, of how they cover Joe and how they cover establishments, uh, establishment candidates they like, much different than how they cover Bernie. I mean, for God's sake, Chris Matthews was literally basically crying on TV after Bernie won Nevada, saying that he was going to get executed in Central Park by Bernie and his gang of socialists. <laughs> and it's, and this, is, this is on NBC. This is on, like, primetime cable. He's saying this? Like, come on, man. You could tell me, like, you, at the end of the day, anybody who's like, oh, there's not a media bias against Bernie. Okay, yeah, sure. There wasn't. Can we all just agree that basically most corporate news now just sucks? Like, they're all what? biased? Yeah, we can yeah. absolutely agree. Yeah. Like, I think the only actual real reporting I've seen recently is from The Hill, because they actually say things like allegedly, and they don't just run with their opinion. I mean, every it, you know what I, the best thing I heard ever was uh, when I was doing some student student teaching type things with uh, one Mr. Jones shouts out Mr. Jones, um, right. and we were talking about sources and stuff like that. And Mr. Jones said, "For something to be considered news, automatically makes it bias." And I think that's one of the best things you could probably say about news. I think that's that uh, my favorite independent journalists are for a while. It was the Intercept. But I keep reading about these things where apparently the Intercept, everybody who leaks um, like news to the Intercept, all their sources end up in federal prison. 
So now, <laughs> so now I'm kind of like, you know, is is the Intercept just a bunch of snitches that they like, <laughs> that they just turned their sources over this really good news or what? So now uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Gray Zone. Um, the Gray Zone is pretty good. Just independent journalists are a lot better than anything backed by a media machine. Yeah, but there's also. Um, there's a fine line too between independent journalism and like conspiratorial bias journalism, if that makes sense, you know? Like I'm not no, gonna be taking news from MAGAnews.com. You know? MAGAnews.com. <laughs> they may be independent, but they're basically just gonna tell me that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton eat babies out of KFC buckets. So like <laughs> What am I trying to hear that for? The next we hear about Clinton will be uh, when we hear the story break about Ghislaine Maxwell's suicide. Exactly. Yep. That's, That's how you say her name? Ghislaine. That's yeah. how you're supposed Ghislaine? to say your name? Jesus I Christ. Was, I, didn't... I honestly thought it was Ghislaine. I literally kept saying Ghislaine. Ghislaine. <laughs> no, I, I, I heard it on some network the other day. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. No, you're I mean, probably right. Yeah, that you're almost more sense than Jizz Lane. <laughs> yeah, you're almost definitely right, but it's just really funny. I've been saying no, Jizz Lane this whole time. Trump has been Trump has been uh, hoping that she's well and stuff, and then after she after she dies of mysterious causes, he's gonna be like, "Well, huh, wasn't me." <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah, you heard you heard me on TV saying I was praying for. Her. How often do y'all follow? Like, how do you, how close do y'all follow like QAnon? Nah. Closely. Not really. Jared, no. do you know what QAnon is? Dude, I'm going to be straight up with you. I have no idea. It's probably best <laughs> that you don't. Yeah, so I can tell you, someone in your family knows. QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. That's the truth. That's so basically, QAnon is, um, QAnon is a hard right conspiracy theory that since his election, Trump has been secretly has been secretly arresting high-profile Democrats, Republicans, basically high-profile politicians, sending them to Gitmo, and then also arresting celebrities, um, sending them to Gitmo and executing them and replacing them with body doubles for the for the crime of um, like treason, treason, and then also yeah, and also saying that they all like um, fuck children, basically. Um, <laughs> Anyway, this conspiracy has been going on for like four years and literally like every week is like, this is the week. This is the week it's going to happen. It's all going to come unveiled. And then like for the past four years, it's been that every single week. And like, <laughs> what have they gotten? And, and the funny thing is like, like you said, um, for some reason, they think that Trump first off would be rounding up these people as if he isn't one of these people. Like the man was very good friends with, with Epstein, bro. The man has the been. I was gonna say the man has canoodled with Epstein a lot, and if, if you're telling me that that man wasn't on the flight logs, bro, come on, man, come on, they that man probably built the airport down there. They did just reveal that he's on at least one of the flight logs, and probably more when they unveil the documents. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, if anybody did it, it's definitely him. He fucked them kids, hey. bro. All I'm saying is, uh, Allegedly. they got logs for like Bill Clinton flying back and forth like 26 times or something, and he just 
denies it every time. Oh, he did it no too. Doubt. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. There are people. Look, that's 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 the problem with conspiracy because it takes real life, like things that actually happen, and it like mixes them with fantasies that are not relevant to like. I guess what actually happened, and it just kind of destroys the point of what I, it, kind of, it destroys the effectiveness of what actually happened. If that makes sense, didn't um, yeah. Epstein literally have like a weird painting of Bill Clinton in his like house or something like that? Yeah, I think he did. It was like True. even a dress. Dress, yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing. All right, the people who who um. We I have to, we have to say allegedly because we don't want to get caught by Alan Dershowitz. We don't got to get we don't want Dershowitz to sue us. Uh, us four time small time podcast boys. Um, none of the stories you hear on this podcast are true. That's, Disclaimer. That's true. These are all allegations. But the people who I I pretty sure like it 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 would be kind of dumb to think that there aren't very powerful people who are in with Epstein doing that kind of stuff. There obviously are. But when you say people like. John Legend was one of them. Like, come on. You're telling me that Tom Hanks was one of them? Sure. Like, people who are not on the same echelon of power, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, people like Trump. People like Clinton. People like Dershowitz. Yeah. They went on that shit. You know? Allegedly. <laughs> Smaller, yeah. like, no-name people who... I mean, even Elon Musk had a picture with uh, Epstein or, or just Lane. Yeah. So, oh, never know. Allegedly. I mean, look, we, we know that the people, powerful people, are involved in those types of conspiracies, right? Because, like I said, uh, like a week ago, I think, when we talked about it, Arthur, um, there's no way that Facebook's already claiming this Wayfair story to be false, and there's 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 reason and cause for an investigation in that story and yet nothing's happening well okay the wayfair story i think that one's a bunch of bullshit and i think that's just a classic redirect i don't think the wayfair story has any basis in reality for being honest i'm oh, just yeah. saying that was a little much for me too that one was i was like mm, i don't know but is it not enough for a fourteen thousand dollar storage cabinet to be named after missing children to not at least be investigated a little? I mean, that was weird for sure, but like, also... I, I mean, the Something, thing is too, too... That seems too, like, obvious. It's too out in the open, is what I'm saying. Like, these people don't have to hide it like that when they don't have to hide it at all. People just don't... Like, with Epstein, right? That was out in the open. You know? That was out in the open. They didn't have to go behind, like... We're going to name a cabinet uh, online on this furniture website and make it $17,000. Like that kind of, that kind of transaction wouldn't be happening on the open web like that, you know, especially not on a publicly traded company whose books can be looked at, you know, like Wayfair. I mean, it's publicly traded, but it's, they, they also have vendors, right? So it doesn't have to be Wayfair specifically. It can be like an indep independent seller that's doing that type of stuff. I just, I, the risk would be too high for them is what I'm saying. Like, that would be like, that's some like dark web shit, you know? But that's like, yeah. there's, there's channels, I, there's obviously channels that you would have to go through to, and it just, just doesn't make like, sense to me. 
I'm not agreeing. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with the basis of both your claims. I'm just saying that something like that, like the authorities need to at least make a comment saying, yeah, we're going to investigate it. And then after like a week or say, you know, there's no such basis to the claims. Right. I mean, I guess I, I guess see what you're saying. Yeah. But uh. that's true. I mean, I guess it it wouldn't hurt anything if they looked into it, I guess. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt them just be like, oh, yeah, this was all bullshit. This is why. Because it could be easily explained away is what I'm saying, you know? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so why didn't actual authorities ever say anything about it when it just gets like swept under the rug? That's what makes you question conspiracies like that. I was going to say, a good, a good conspiracy that does get swept on the rug, dude. Ethan's going to get on my ass for this, bro, because obviously everybody believes that the CIA killed JFK. But uh, dude, what are y'all's thoughts on JFK? So I, I think he was killed by one of our government agencies. It could have been CIA. could have been, you know, NSA, FBI. But basically... I believe that it's no coincidence that after he makes a speech about secret societies and destroying that type of thing, that he gets assassinated. That's true. So have you ever read, um, have you ever heard of the author or read Michael Parenti? Yeah. Okay. So Michael no. Parenti, uh, he has a really good piece on this and a really good lecture on it. But basically it is, it is basically, the U.S., uh, basically the national security state of the United States. Okay, so just to preface this. So, when you're talking about conspiracies with the national security apparatus, basically. When you're talking about conspiracies with any, any sort of, like, FBI, CIA, any sort of security state agency. It's not really a conspiracy if most of these things are proven true, you know? If most of these things... Are, are actual plans that actually happened, you know? I mean, yeah, it's just dirty, it's just dirty politics. Everything, everything about the CIA, everything about the FBI is conspiracy. If, if that makes sense. So, basically, he did make that point. He did make, I'm glad you brought that point up about, um, he did talk about the secret societies and stuff. It's because, you know, uh, because he refused to go all out against Cuba and then, refusing to escalate the ground war in Vietnam. But basically, the, the, the argument Parenti makes is that the people who dismiss this series of events as just conspiracy is kind of doing a disservice to yourself and even doing a disservice to your country because this is like, these are documented facts. You know? Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, don't don't you think that shortly after JFK's assassination, that's when everybody really started questioning the country? I mean, yeah. Because I mean, right they in the seventies and eighties, that's when scandals started happening more. Like, uh, you know, Richard Nixon, and then he was pardoned like almost immediately after his resignation. I mean, look the the. I think that's probably when presidents lost the handle. On the CIA, the FBI, all of that. You know, if that makes sense. 
The national yeah. security state is a state within a state. They're their own. Yeah. They they control themselves. There's nobody that's going to rein them in. They have to be basically at this point dissolved or, or something, you know, allegedly. But allegedly, I gotta say that <laughs> so they don't run after me. But some of the some of the uh, Arthur, I'll send you a link if you want. But it's it's just a really quick short read. It's only like I don't know scrolls down, but he lays down some really really good evidence talking about how. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald, how basically he was groomed into being the fall guy for okay. basically his entire career of being a Marine. Um, so like it, it's some really good points. It's like witnesses when he was a Marine, it's like he was an, he was a horrible shot first off. And then after like, you see, after a certain year, he just mysteriously went from like normal guy to like extreme Russophile and extreme Soviet uh, sympathizer. And for some reason, they didn't kick him out of the military for that. Even though back then, if you even had an inkling of being a pinko, they would give you the axe. I mean, you would be you'd be blacklisted, True. right? True. So they were like, for some reason, like he very outwardly proclaimed all of this, and nothing happened. And then he he defected to the USSR. This is one of the most damning things. He defected to the USSR, right? And he got married there, and then. He gave up. He went to the embassy and he gave up his citizenship, gave up his passport. But then, after a few years, he comes back to the embassy. He wants to come back, and they immediately, no questions asked, give him back his passport. They let him back in the U.S. and they let his wife in too. Who at the time, his wife was a member of this communist youth organization when she was growing up. Which the immigration law at the time says that if you were part of that, you were automatically like disqualified from becoming a u.s citizen you're, you're automatically disqualified from immigrating to the u.s no questions asked they let her in too right as soon as he gets back he moves to like new orleans right and he starts up a a chapter of um it's like this it was this organization that was was advocating for cuba like fair play for cuba but he's the only member he's only he never tries to recruit anybody else he's the only member ever and then he contacts the um national communist party and i think it was like the national workers party but like these two parties never spoke to each other so like anybody who knew anything about the left at the time would have known to only be in contact with one because these parties do not share the same interests so basically it's saying that he put on this performance to make it look like he was a soviet sympathizer so when the time came to do the job they could just pin it on him and be like oh this guy was just this guy was just an extreme, deranged Soviet lover who killed our president, if that makes sense. I haven't even gone into yes. the fact that, you know, the, the bullets shot. The angle, first off, the angle that he would have had to take in to get a shot on JFK. First off, he was a bad shot. Second off, he was using, like, a, a shitty Carcano rifle, which um, they had, it was, it was nearly impossible. They, they, in the lab, they tried to recreate the shots that killed Kennedy. And it could not be done because with as shitty of a rifles they had, even after they recalibrated the sights, it just couldn't be done. There was a tree blocking it as well. And then it was like the bullet would have had one of the bullets would have had to go into JFK, turn around, come out of JFK, hit uh, the governor, come out of the governor, and then get somehow wedged into a stretcher. Wow. Hey. So, there's a ton of evidence saying why it didn't happen the way that official permissions well like if you've seen that video of basically jfk's head getting blown off you uh 
there there's no other evidence nobody needs to see anything to know that that shot was not from like 300 meters away yeah and then also like it's, it's, it's too clean to be that far and plus it's a moving object and also yes, definitely somebody who was not a who was a bad shot did not kill him yeah also let me see there was a really really good piece um one second this man uriel stays on his conspiracies bro i don't stay on him i don't there's a lot that i don't believe but when it comes to the cia i believe almost every conspiracy about the cia because those motherfuckers are just vile they'll literally kill hundreds of thousands of people and destroy nations prosperous nations to make a point you know uriel allegedly i'll kill now just for literally saying this But, uh, no, yeah, allegedly, just... allegedly. Lolo, what are you talking doing? about things that people already know, so they won't come back for this. Now, if you uncover something big right now... <laughs> yeah. Be sure I'm not here to hear it. I was going to say, look, yeah. here's a good paragraph that, that, that comes out of this um, piece. It says, We are asked to believe that only three shots were fired when, in fact, six bullets were noted. One that entered the president's throat and remained in his body. They hit him in that thrusty, bro. The second, yep. extracted from Governor Connolly's thigh. A third, discovered on the stretcher. A fourth, found in fragments in the limousine. A fifth, that missed the president's car by a wide margin, hitting the curb, according to several witnesses, and wounding onlooker James Thomas Tagg on his face. And then a sixth, found in the grass by Dallas police directly across from where the president's vehicle had passed. So, like... Mm. It's just, it doesn't add up. The cover-up was probably better than the actual crime, honestly. I mean, yeah, but I think everybody really knows that JFK's was from within because basically, like, yeah, not, not only was he talking about secret societies and stuff, but he was challenging his own government. Like, literally, everybody was telling him to go to war with Cuba, right? But he was trying to avoid, like, nuclear warfare, Thank God he didn't. Yeah, no. Thank God. I mean, any any president that takes us out of wars, gets us, reduces, uh, the conflicts that the empire gets into is good in my it's good in my eyes. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any presidents like that. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know what the big thing is anymore. I'm just talking from like being. In myself, there's a lot of conflicts that I honestly see no reason for us being in all across the nation. I mean, the globe. You're right. I don't think there's right. one that we need to be in. Yeah. I mean, do you guys know that the U.S. has a military presence in like 218 countries? Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Oh, the other day. Too much for me. Yeah. I hate this world police idea. It's weird and get, yeah. That's true. I mean, look. Right now, the U.S. is doing... I don't know if y'all would agree with this, but this is just what I've been observing. The U.S. is doing everything it can to bait a war with China at this point. They want a war with China so fucking bad, and they kind of want to do everything to get it, or at least stoke tensions with China as high as they can get them. Yeah, and, I, mean, uh, I kind of think so, yeah. I'm going to keep it real, dog. Everybody thinks that... Everybody thinks that... Uh, we would steamroll China, but and 
I don't know. I don't know about that one. Well, so the only problem I have now is I think the the whole globe needs to assess who everybody is, right? So obviously we're one of the nation like the globe superpowers and you've got Russia, you've got China. Well, if we go to war with a huge nation like those two, you're almost guaranteeing somebody's going to drop one of the NRA bombs. And I meant the HRA. This man so said the N bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what are these Chinese folks going to call us, bro? <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. I meant nuclear, but I'm talking about a hydrogen or atomic bomb, right? And if that happens, you're looking at like mass destruction. So I think everybody kind of needs to get an idea of who they are. And we need to kind of be at peace of what we can accomplish in our own country and what other people can do and establish trade because, um, yeah, this whole idea of global dominance and everything, it's, uh, it's not going to be pretty one day. They want an empire. I mean, at the end of the day, they want an empire and it's just not realistic. You know, uh, the empire will decay. The, the empire is currently in decay right now. Like the conditions that we're seeing in the U S right now is we're seeing decline seeing decline heavily and uh, it's uh, deliberate policy choices that have gotten us here and maybe not the outcomes that they wanted but these are the outcomes that we were gonna get with uh, the choices that they made yeah that I makes mean, sense hey, I think everybody could agree though that uh, nuclear war is something we should be trying to avoid just like JFK I mean we've got we want to talk about the Middle East with weapons of mass destruction. I don't know if anybody has seen the video from like the 50s, I believe, 52, 53, of um, the hydrogen bomb first being released. That that sucker is massive. I mean, look, yeah. I'm not trying bro, to get vaporized. I'm yeah. not trying to get vaporized for, for some billionaires, bro. Hell. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not the only ones that have those weapons either. So that's why I'm saying we just need to try and keep the peace. Look, dude. To, to crib off something that Muhammad Ali said once, bro, no Chinese man has ever called me a slur, bro. Not yet, that is, according to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no Chinese man made me poor, bro. That's true. Hey. That the Chinese got their own poor people to deal with. That's true. Exactly. I mean, Chinese are doing really good, actually. They've uplifted literally so many people out of poverty in the past, what, 50 years? And then, did you know that uh, China is the number one consumer of luxury goods now in the entire world? I did. Yeah. So, I mean, clapping cheeks. Clapping our cheeks right now. There's been an increase of... Uh... There's been like an influx of rich people in China, though, in like the past decade or, so, or two. I mean, yeah, creating a lot of wealth. But I will say the Chinese do crack down on um, corruption a lot. A lot of billionaires jailed in China for shady shit that they do and just uh, conditions that they make with their wealth. Yeah, you, love to, you love to see that. <laughs> Look, dude, me and Ethan, we're Maoists. Hey, nope. <laughs> Not, nope. uh, dude, Ethan Damn, is a, most, maybe. This man's a, a 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up, Mullis. <laughs> <laughs> that is, dude, that is Jerio, bro. Dude, I got a book on Mao if you want to read it, Ethan. So you can truly I become a mouse. It. It's called The Little Red Book. You need to stop. <laughs> dude, he's trying to get us on some kind of list now, dude. <laughs> Anybody else hear the thunder in Arthur's background? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's raining pretty bad here. Is it? Oh, you're yeah, not in yeah, Tudertown. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Carrollton. It's thundering here. Is it not thundering at your house, Uriel? No. It's thundering like crazy over here. Sunny, bright skies out here, dude. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> in hell, Ethan. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I'm surprised it hasn't kicked us yet. We've been going for like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. That's true. The, oh, does, does, does Anchor kick you after a while? You I know, thought it did. I don't think so. Oh. But maybe it's time to get to get a wrap on things just because I know I'm already about to go out of here and get yelled at for being gone for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. That's true. We got to run another one of these back, dude. This was a good conversation. All right, folks. I think we're uh, getting to the end of the episode here. We've had a great time with with uh, our two favorite boys, uh, Arthur and Jared, on the Unheard of Pod, which is a pod that you should be hearing a lot. Cause it's good. These two boys, they can talk like the they can talk like the best of them, dude. Uh, Ethan, how about you uh, give the people a little taste of where they can find us online? Uh, well, we, why don't we ask them first where we can find them? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, the boys, Arthur and uh, Jared, where can we find you boys online? Well, we're on we're on Twitter. Our podcast on Twitter at unheard underscore of pod. That's the same thing on Instagram, and if you want to search us up on Facebook, we'll uh, we're we're there at Unheard of. Just got search that up. And me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Young without the O underscore ABG. All right, and Jared, yep. what about you? you well, got any social the people's need to know about. All I've got is a Facebook. Well, I've got an Instagram too, but basically, you know, I don't think I'm really worth looking up for any of you out there. There's nothing interesting going on on my pages. Uh, Thing not too so, pretty. Yeah, I'm not too pretty anyways myself, so you won't really find anything intriguing. I just share some dumb memes from time to time. And, hey. uh, I mean, you know, we all live with what we have, right? So, I, I just hope... I just hope everybody uh, checks us out at Unheard Of. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate being on with y'all. Rad. As far as us, what we are at the Thought Policeus on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm at Ethy416 on Twitter. Uriel, you are at uh, Foos Union on Twitter as well as... I was going to say, uh, you could follow us both on Twitter, actually, our personals, because we are actually rip-roaringly handsome and beautiful people. Um, so I'm also on twitch.tv backslash Foos Union, and uh, I'm on YouTube as Foos Union as well, uploading content, hopefully weekly, streaming daily. So if you want to see any of that, go ahead and uh, jump on in. Have, have ourselves a good time. But uh, well, with this episode, we're really, really thankful to have uh, Arthur and Jared on. Um, they brought out some of our best content, and I can only hope that we brought out some of their best. And I'm just going to leave you guys with this final question and it goes like this well you do enough talk my little hawk
Why do you cry? Tell me what did you learn from the Tillamook burn or the 4th of July? Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs>